Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to White Wine Question Time with me, Kate Thornton, the podcast that brings together three great friends, three burning questions and three bottles of wine. Today, I've got three fiercely phenomenal friends with me. One is an actress that you'll be seeing all over your screens in the brilliant return of the Bletchley Circle. This time it's Bletchley Circle, San Francisco. It is the one, the only, Julie Graham. It was so amazing that she sought me out somehow. Whenever I hear the word kind, I always think about it. Sitting next to her is Tamsin Utwait. <laughs> uh, Tamsin is, of course, a critically acclaimed actress. She's also got a massive place in my heart. I love her dearly. Don't let me down. Be very funny. Sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes I'm too tired to be funny. <laughs> but today's not that day. Fine. Today's not that day, Kate. Hey! Dr. Theatre, pump up with wine. Last but not least, she is an entrepreneur, she's a classical musician, she was a pop star, she's an incredible broadcaster. Uh, she is Mylene Clark. Because you're just thinking I'm going to lose everything. You're so frightened. We all know each other. I know this is going to be not just a good episode, it's probably going to be an all-time great. Great. Wow. Yeah? Set great. the bar That's high. Big. That's big. Expectations are high. Free shooting from the hips, from the lips. Let's go. Question number one, ladies. Let's go, Katie Tuppence. Katie Tuppence. Don't use my nickname. Everyone will call it me. Um, What do you think your girlfriends give you that no other relationship in your life can and does? God, so much. Yeah, Yeah, so many things. Do you know what? It's the one relationship, and I've said this to my own daughters, that I really actually believe will last forever. Yes. 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 That's so true. If yeah. what I say to my girls is if you can find a few good friends, just enough on one hand, you hear that all the time, but I genuinely live by it now. Yeah. I think you're you're doing really well in life. And I I do think men and men do come and go. In fact I know for a fact they come and go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> so do, do we? <laughs> I think we all know yeah. that men come and go. But I think my girlfriends are the ones I know they're forever. Yeah. Yeah. For ever. And I I think this is a relatively new phenomena. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong, but did your mothers or their their mothers before them, more importantly, have that kind of female yes, friendship yes. pack that travelled through life with them? My mum did, yeah. Your mum did. My, I, yeah. my, my, my mum had a didn't. pack of women. Pack of women. I that, like that. that I want to travel as a pack. That I basically we are a pack. follow. I, I travel as a pack. <laughs> yeah, I, I like emulate it. what she. We went on holiday with like twenty kids and forty adults to Spain where the plane was taken up by all her <laughs> That's mates. That's brilliant. You yeah. know, when they could smoke oh, and they the set plane. fire to each other's hair because yeah. they had so much <laughs> lacquer. You know, it was ludicrous. It was abfab at the height before abfab was invented. Yeah. yeah. So I now feel like that's something that I kind of copy. I mean, my mother didn't have that but because... She, 
I don't know for I think it's a generational thing. She was she's a lot older. She would've been a lot older than your mum. Cuz she didn't have me till she was 36 okay, or 37. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a generational thing. Her family were her friends, her sisters, yeah. you know, her her cousins and all that sort of stuff. But um but she was an actress and her she had lots and lots and lots of friends within the profession. Mm. And those were friendships which were treasured. Yeah. And they wouldn't always see each other, but when they did, it would you could not get in yeah, to that yeah. gang. It was impenetrable, you know. So she didn't she didn't have that gang that moved around with her, but um she definitely had She was a woman's woman. Oh, definitely a woman's woman. I think women's women create women that are women's women. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, if I, I, if I could if to. I could ask anything for my daughters, that's what they would be. I, and they will be, I know they will be, but yeah. You know, just yeah, to be a woman's will. woman and to have lots yeah, but I, I agree I agree with you. I think that, you know, to have three or four really close friends yeah. is a is an absolute achievement. But people the fact say all the that time I've got thirty seven. I know well. <laughs> yeah, we feel so special. Five hundred of my closest <laughs> friends gave my birthday. No, but I think it you hear it all the time who's the friend that you could call at four AM but that that's the key. Yeah, yeah. This this summer you you lost your mum and yeah. we all, you know, knew that you were I mean, right, you were you were not to be overly bothered. So we did a thing of all speaking to each other. Is Tam all right? Yeah. And mm. then I would maybe speak to you and report back, and yeah. we all respect that. And it's that, and that is. And then thing afterwards, that... you find out that like Amanda and people are you're all oh, speaking, yeah. and is she is she actually okay? And yeah. is there anything I can do? And yeah, there is this whole yeah. kind of network. It's like lace that sits around you. you your friendship yes. is like a lovely lace, and actually, in those moments, or when a really efficient tube, or a really efficient tube. <laughs> but we all just kind of come together like a network and it's yeah. like right okay it's tam it's awful this has happened how are we going to do this right okay you do this you do that and everybody manages it yeah. as best they can because they've got your best interests at heart so actually i think you know if you are raising daughters as all three of you are mm. and i wish i was in so many ways you are you're helping raise them they see well, you, you all are the time. Yeah, but you're raising a good boy yeah i'm raising a really good boy that you're another mum to my absolutely oh, but you're also raising you're a good raising boy to respect boy. yeah girls and that's that is one of the most important jobs on the planet it's to be the, you know i really wish that my son uh, i wish i wish that ben grows up to have the same amazing friendships that I have because yeah, it enriches will. my life. Yeah. Well, you say that, my, you know, you look around the men and some of our men folk or men friends. But I have amazing friendships with men as no, well. No, but I'm talking about that male peer-to-peer thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not as, I'm sorry, it's not as good. It's not as good as, as well, the way women do it. They don't go deep. They don't have that kind of catch-you-if-you-fall mentality. I don't know. It depends who they are, babe. I do think an awful lot of men want to go deep. I think it's happening more and more now. They they actually yearn for it. Yeah, I'd agree. But I think maybe their peers aren't emotionally evolved enough so they don't go there with them. So it's about the right men being with, you know... Yeah. The right men. And I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that men don't do this. I'm sure there's loads out there that do. But fundamentally, that's not been my experience. And for the one thing that I wish for my son is that he could have the most beautiful friendships that I've cultivated mm. in my life. And that seems Cultivated to... is the word. Yeah. Because you have actually yeah, cultivated Yeah, it's, like, it's like putting something in a petri well, dish and then watching it grow. you've got to put the time in as well yeah. with yeah. your friends. <laughs> Do you ever wonder, though, what would have happened if you hadn't uh, accrued the amazing friends that you've got? I wouldn't have made it. 
I actually wouldn't have, I wouldn't even be here because the easy bits are when you're, it's all fun times, that's easy. But there's the dark times when you're going down the rabbit hole that you just think, actually, I needed my girlfriend to knock on the door. I needed the text to go, just, are you actually all right? It's just, just knowing you're not alone. I yeah. wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And also being allowed to make mistakes as well. And, yeah. and really having a, you know, having a couple of friends who know that you're fucking up big time. Yeah. Um, but they're there anyway. And they're mm. just waiting to catch you when you yeah. fall. Yeah. And, you know, they'll so. give you good advice and they'll do all that sort of stuff. But they, you know, they're they'll not you telling breathe. you what I've to do. I've had friends going, I know you're, I know you're on self-destruct. Yeah. You've got two more months and then I'm stepping in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really important because there's, you know, there's this friends, there's acquaintances you have who are just people pleasers. Oh, yeah. And they don't really, they but never no, But the real the friends will, will have the difficult conversations with you. And when you they're fall very apart, they will, they will be standing by with their yeah. toolkit to help you rebuild. Mm. And that's it's just making me really. Do you know what I'm? I'm, I'm no. <laughs> get emotional. Give it's her so a true. It's so true. It is though, yeah. and I think yeah. it's it's phenomenal. And oh my god, you're all crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is look, we have. I don't know about. Well, I do know about you. We generally have quite supportive families, but sometimes you don't want to be supported by your family. No, because the history of your family is not where you want to be. You want to be su supported by someone that knows you now. Yeah. Not knows you as a child. But also chooses to support you. Like They, they know everything yeah. about you and chooses to support you. Whereas I think some families, if you have that kind of family, they kind of feel obligated anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm lucky I have a family that would have my back. <laughs> You're lucky. You know, a lot. But at the same time, sometimes I don't want the support from the the people that are my blood, I want the support from the people that know me yeah. and choose to love me. Exactly. What is it's it? The What's the saying about you can put, if, if show me your friends, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, if that's the case, then I love who I exactly. am. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can we bring our kids into one communal home? Yes. Yes. With two nannies looking after Hang on, no, no, no. Kate, um, did I imagine this our conversation no, on Saturday night? This I is always Kate's have idea. this combo with chat. No, it's the combo future. With chat, combo with Kate. <laughs> oh, yes. So basically, <laughs> we always talk about, oh, couldn't we all live harmoniously? No, no, this, this is the pension plan. We're, yeah. we're doing it. Basically, we, we've always <laughs> talked about the fact that in later life, wouldn't it be lovely to all hang out? Yeah, you come in or a street. and grandparents, and they're lonely, aren't they? Yeah. A lot yeah. of them. We won't be that. We won't be that. We'll live together. Yeah. Listen, you better than anyone will know how to get us a good deal on a bulk load of uh, mobility scooters after your yeah, time in there bed. There you go. Exactly. exactly. Oh I mean, literally, God. you'll walk into our retirement home, there'll be 15 mobility scooters charging furiously with cocktails. <laughs> Uh, some some really rather um, accommodating young men. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Tenerife. What do we spend our days doing then? Yoga. Oh, this. This. Cocktails. Yoga. Cocktails. Creating. Writing. Writing. Creating <laughs> drama for television and Mylene playing the piano. I'll, I'll serenade you before, before your yeah. dinner. Mylene to calm we'd us have, down. We'd have our own music school. Exactly. Yes. We'd have a presenting school. We'd have a drinking school. <laughs> We'd have a cocktail making cocktail school. school. Oh, yeah. I like mine with the chili in it. Oh, oh the I know. The oh. Pante de la Casas. Oh, we know. Well, we, that would be the cocktail of that the house. Yeah. That would be our signature. House cocktail. House cocktail. Yes, Tam. Picante de la Casa. Oh, that oh. would be the name of the retirement home. Yes. Picante yes. yes. de la Casa. Come right in. 
Thank you and good night. Do you know what? Now I'm excited about getting old. Right, who needs a top up? Yes. Ooh. Ooh, it's fun this, isn't it? I want you to dig deep into your hearts with this one. What do you think is the kindest thing that anyone has ever done for you? Oh, my gosh. Kindest. Kindest. Oh, my God. I think that the kindest thing anyone's really done is my mum had me when she was 19 and any dream she had, she gave up to be a married housewife and stay at home and look after me my brother, and then 10 years after me, by complete mistake, had another one who I know she found it hard. She was like, I can't go back there, I can't go back there. I remember in the back of the car going, stop arguing, stop it, all of you. I think the kindest thing was her existing for us until my youngest brother was 18 and she eventually went, "Okay, I'm going to live my life now. I don't think... I would have been that selfless. I had too much kind of get up and go and ambition and I didn't have my first kid till I was 37. So in a way, I think that's got to be the kindest thing. Yeah. No one's been yeah, yeah, kinder yeah. than that, really. Yeah, that's massive. But I have had lots of kindness as well. Yeah, but actually, it's, that's really lovely that you've, you've looked at it through her eyes. Yeah. And thought even, even had that thought. Yeah, as a mum, yeah. when you're a mum... You... Do you think you would have been able to see that until you were a mother yourself? No, yeah. not until I was a mum. And also, I, you know, I spend a lot of money on childcare so I can have a life. She did all of it, you know? Yeah, and now you're going through it with Flo, your eldest. You know, yeah. She's got similar aspirations and ambitions. You're going to have to be that mum that drives her everywhere, yeah. drops her off, picks her up. yeah. And and it, but how brilliant that she's got you to hold her hand. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it'll be the nanny <laughs> <laughs> or the wicked witch of the kind. West who I've employed. <laughs> um, Jules, what's been your your greatest act of kindness? Um, I've I, you know I've had so many people be kind to me over the years, especially my girlfriends. You know, um, I I sort of act of kindness that really stayed with me was that when Edie was born she was six weeks premature and um and I just wasn't I'd planned to have her at home you know I went into hospital I said they said I said I'm constipated I had back pain they wanted to check me out I said I'm constipated they said no you're five centimeters dilated (laughs) (laughs) okay so you're having your baby now and it freaked me out because I just wasn't prepared so anyway, Edie was born, and luckily she was absolutely fine. I mean, she was four and a half pounds, which is quite tiny. Uh, no, but it's it's apparently it's it's big for a for such a premature baby. Yeah. baby. Was for a prem- premature. He was yeah. five, five so, pounds. So she was absolutely fine. She just needed to be an, in- an incubator for sort of ten days. Yeah. In fact, she was born on the fifth of February. I took her home on Valentine's Day, best Valentine's Day I've ever had. Oh. But during that time at the hospital, I didn't leave because I was trying to feed her. And um, and there was just, you know, and then I, my milk came in and I was having the baby blues and I was just in a bit of a state. And one day I was down in the canteen and I was, I just, 
lost it. I just started crying because I just, it was, it's just one of those things. I, it just, I, it, I was overwhelmed. Mm. When you your know. milk comes in. Yeah, yeah. I was the overwhelmed and I was happened. on my own oh. and I was sitting at this table and I was trying to do that thing of, you know, I'm not crying. And this very, very, very old lady came up to me and sat down and she touched my arm and she said, what's wrong? <laughs> of course, that's completely set flood me off. Floodgates open. Flood, yeah, complete floods of tears. And she said, what's wrong? And I said, you know, my, my, my baby's and, you know, she's premature and she's fine, but I just, you know, I'm just feeling really emotional and I'm here all the time. She said, I'm 95. Mm. I was like, she said, I was born in Ireland to farmers and I was one pound, one and a half pounds when I was wow. born. And my mum and dad put me in a little box and they fed me with a pipette that they feed sheep, yeah. little lambs who are born. Um, who whose mothers rejected them or they're premature, and they put me in a little shoebox and they put me under the 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 aga in the kitchen, and kept me warm and fed me with pipettes, and I'm here and I'm strong and I've I've got and I'm here visiting my grandchild because she's not very well, and I've had an amazing life. She'll be fine. <laughs> And I was just, it was so amazing that she... Just what you needed at just the right that time. That she sought me out somehow. Mm. You know, that she had this kind of... Do you always think it was about almost that? like or a radar. you just remembered it? Do you always Whenever think I hear the word kind, I always think about yeah. it. Lini, what's your act my kindness? Life. My kindness, I don't know if I'd say attribute it to one person, but I think... Oh, it'll set me off. I would think about it already. Can I just say one thing before you say it? Is it Lauren Laverne coming to your house? Do you know what, actually? Because that's what I always think about when you talk. You're just going to totally set me off. Do you know what? It is part of that. It's... Okay, go. Oh, don't cry. Pass the tissue, Tam. <laughs> oh, oh, my I can't God. get past my mic. <laughs> Do a really strong Italian hug, Tam. She's got a loo roll. <laughs> oh, darling, are you okay? Yeah, I just think... I think it's quite overwhelming. That... What do, which one are we talking about? So... Lauren, yeah, come to the house. Yeah, in the middle of the Sev night. did the same thing. Yeah, like four a.m. At four a.m. So you had a four a.m. Which is I didn't have just a four a.m. once. I had a four a.m. It's like a four a.m. every night. Park. I was doing breakfast TV, and I got out of the car. The guy opened the door. And I just I just took a breath because I, I can't get out of the car. It's like I was right in the middle of divorce. I was trying to get my kids to be balanced. I was trying to breathe. Finances were spiralling because you're just thinking, I'm going to lose everything. You're so frightened. The humiliation. You've got people looking at you, blaming you without a clue what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And she got up. She'd got up. She set her alarm at 3am to meet me in a car park just Lauren. to open the door. No, this is Sev. Lauren came round to my house. So Sev, Lauren, is, Sev is your manager and your friend. But my best friend, yeah. Lauren, my best friend. Um, do you know what? I say best friend. It's like, how do you give everybody that? Because no, they're, yeah. they're all just but amazing. They were. Lauren's they were. husband came round. Lauren's husband came round and fixed my fence. And I did the same thing. I stood there crying because I was so embarrassed. Um, yeah, but you have to learn to accept we all that did help. That, isn't it terrible to be... We all did that. Isn't it awful that we feel embarrassed? Because I think I've never you shown... Know. I don't know if it's even to myself. I think I don't want to be vulnerable because then I have to admit that actually... But that's what's, that's what's so lovable about it's us. So <laughs> I mean, no, but it's true, but that's what... That you allow yourself to do but this. vulnerability is such a beautiful 
human foible. It's such a gorgeous thing to be vulnerable because without be that... Safe. Yeah, but because without it. that... But you know, I've never, ever been in a position where I've been asking people for help. I've always been the person helping. I, I understand feel better. that. I have to say, I do understand that. I feel better that. when I'm proactively... I, you know yeah. what? I'm, I'm a natural fixer. Yeah. I'm very, very practical. We all know I'm not a natural cook or a... <laughs> there are certain things that don't come naturally to me for sure. But something, if you come to me with a problem, the first thing I will try and do is find the solution. Yeah. It's, but asking for help is a really important thing to I talk about it. because... I couldn't do it. I get it. I yeah. get that. No, okay. And me too. You, I think everyone you, would get that. What's great about it is... Us as doers, us four. But for the first time, none I of us asked do. for help. But, but it, when it comes, you were you were surrounded by people yeah. that didn't need your permission. Yeah. No, we were just determined to, do it. to help you. Basically, you had people around you that just went, "She'll never ask." You know, no, we're going you, in you like it. Yes, you rang me. You rang me in the middle of the night. I remember sitting in bed having enough conversations with you. Our first phone call ended at one forty-eight a.m. <laughs> where I just phoned to say, "Look, I just wanted to say that I've been there, and not a lot of you know. So you might have been in a situation where there's there's not anybody else that's been there. So. No, no, and then not you many. just went Bleh, and but we I talked. Think it was, I was, you're so scared because you just genuinely don't know where to go. And you, I had friends who were lending me their husbands who would come over with their um, lawnmowers. Yeah. <laughs> because again, that was something that I was so used to doing, but I didn't have it. I didn't have the strength. It was no, enough but just to get up and get the kids the dressed. Yes. But you know what? You'd, you'd had the most enormous blow. It came from nowhere. Yeah. Everything that you thought you knew, you didn't know. Everything about was upside this, down. This relationship, this yeah. man. Yeah. Your yeah. children were quite rightly wrong, you know, at sea with this, wrong-footed. Yeah. Well, we were, they were so young, so I was trying to hide so much you from were them. Tiny. But to you have here was one to have, you know, my friend's husband's yeah. coming around mowing the lawn, and Lawrence Graham who was fixing the fence, yeah. and and the phone calls in the middle of the night, and the girlfriend's opening opening a car, you know, to get me into work. Like yeah. Sev setting her alarm clock. How many girlfriends would set their alarm clock at 3am to meet you in a car park? Well, I would. It, we would. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, that's when you go, oh, I can do this yeah. with the help and strength well, It's like you them. almost raised an army and you, and you do. think, I actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to march at the back for a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah. And what they and do they just is carry go on the front line for yeah. a bit. They yeah. go on your front line for a bit and then yeah. you just put a face on for a bit and then when yeah. you're through it... Yeah. You come through it yeah. and you... But I think, actually, it wasn't something that I wanted to define me, but I do think it changed me irrevocably because I think I think what it's made me do is it's given me such an empathy for what other women go yeah. through that I feel that it, I will never be able to look at it another way now. Because no. I know how yeah. strong... When it, when it happened to you, that's why I had to phone you. Yeah, no, you did. To you say, had, just, you might not want to talk about through. this, but if, you, but if you do want to talk about it... I had nobody, well, I had nobody going through it at the same time as me and I bored the ass off everybody with it. But I was so broken. Yeah. And then I learned to rebuild myself with my amazing friends. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, you've always mowed your own lawns and you've always fixed your own fences. Always, you were just yeah. a little bit low at the time and you couldn't see yeah, you that. you just couldn't do it then. I remember waking up thinking... I'll have a drink by 11, that's okay. Because that yeah. means I've, I haven't had a drink for four By the way, that is okay. By the way, that is okay. what's wrong with that? <laughs> Sorry. Like, as far as I'm concerned. That was beautiful. So, <laughs> your last question, girls. 
If where you are right now in your life was a chapter in a book about your life, what would the chapter be called and why? Oh, the coming back years. The comeback. The coming back years. Coming back from what? Coming back from divorce, coming back from only being a mum, coming back from being an actress that, like, went around the world and everywhere looking for work. And now you have to be home more Now I'm at home. I've come back. I feel like I've come back to my kids. I've come back to the essence of myself. And I've come back to the square. (laughs) (laughs) So this is your coming back here. Coming coming back back to me Cockney days where I can speak like this. Where I'm not running (laughs) hotel. Make him pay, Ray, make him pay. You know, I literally feel like I've come back to the essence of me. And is that good? Do you feel like it's a good place? Are you it's happy with where you're at? It's a great place. I come home every night to see my kids. And personally, I don't feel like I'm searching or auditioning or looking for like a job that might take me to Singapore for three weeks. I don't care about any of it. I want to go to work every day, be told where I'm going, which I am, be told what car I'm getting into, which I am, my own, I drive it, and then coming home to the children and and be told which ones are mine. <laughs> yeah, I like that, Tam. I like that. Do you know what? I wouldn't book. have thought that you I would, would say read that. that chapter, that Coming book. back chapter. I wouldn't have thought that Why? you would consider yourself to be coming back from anything. I always think of you as just somebody that's always pushing ever forward. I've been pushing forward for far too long. It's enough, babe. I want to <laughs> right. push back now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, okay, so chapter of the book. Who, who's got the next... Who's oh, got God, an idea Julie. about what their chapter would be called? Jules? Um, well, I think if, if you were talking about kind of, you know... Um, I think it would probably be called Out of the Darkness into the Light. That's like the comeback years, though. <clears throat> but it would be... <laughs> same, same. We're in the same chapter, babe. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. And I don't mean darkness is that, you know, in winter is coming. I don't mean that kind of darkness. But it's been like quite a tough few years. Yeah. And I think that the last couple of years have been some of the happiest so, but also the chapter would be, it'd be quite toward, it'd be towards the end. I mean, I'd be <clears throat> definitely three quarters of the way through. Well, yeah, <laughs> babe, you're not dying yet. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about dying. Yeah, no, I have no intention of dying. Right. Huh? Three quarters of the way through. Yeah, I think three quarters right. of the way too. I think it was like, it was like one, to, you know, part one, two and three, I'd be into three. But I mean, yeah, you've, you've been through some difficult times and you could, can you feel that you're, turning a corner with that that the light is oh is, god is yeah there. and i felt that I, I felt that for a long time i mean i felt that for the last couple of years since i've you know um been in this new relationship and you know just having and just kind of getting through bereavements and and i yeah i think that definitely things have i mean even though we're living in a, a really strange time. I think there's something very um, galvanising about this time because I think the worst the time is in terms of, you know, what's going on, you know, socially. Mm-hmm. I think the more we all pull together as people and friends. And- I hope so. I think I hope we get a bit of wartime spirit about ourselves. So I was telling you about Hero. She went into school the other day and she refused to say a line that she was given 
I mean, the actresses here will feel the pain. She didn't want to say the line because it was derogatory to Cleopatra. Quite right. So she didn't want to say that... <laughs> well, she should be her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she said she didn't want to say it because it made Cleopatra out to... They were basically saying that she was an ugly leader. She was, you know, she because had a very she was thick powerful. neck. Well, a- Hero said she spoke how many languages and she le- she led her people. Why can't I say something about that? So she said, I'm not going to say the line. Good and she her. went in and said, I don't want to say this line because my mum says I'm not allowed to say anything disrespectful about women because I've been raised by women. I, I, was, yes. I was crying when she told me. Yes. Um, Leaning, what would your what I was, the chapter of your life be called right now? I was thinking, just drawing from the soundtrack we're playing this morning in the car for the school run, I would call mine from The Greatest Showman, I would steal This Is Me. I'm stealing it because I like the tone of... I think before I'd been apologetic or not felt enough or not or worried too much. And now I feel like where I am in my life, I genuinely don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, and I, I would actually say you don't. I really don't. And I <laughs> think to the point that I think it should no, worry me more if I no, did if no. I did care. I don't I genuinely no. don't care. No, why would that's why would wonderful, thing. what a great place. Yes. That's liberating, right? Yeah. If you, if, it is liberating. If you are a good person, which I know you to be and a smart person, which I also know you to be. Well, hold on. No, she is. <laughs> she is. Joke, of course she's smart. She's I'm a classical pianist. She can play the harp tam. We can't. You care about the people that love you, but yeah. you don't. I do, I do. Yeah, but you, you don't, don't care about the people you don't. Then actually, when you get to 40, why not love the skin? There's that, that those in. who matter don't. What is it? The Dr. Zeus quote? Yeah, let's see how clever she is. Those who mind don't matter, and those, and those who, who matter, matter don't mind. mind. That's it. That's where I feel I'm at. So, with my personal life, I couldn't be happier. Your I feel. Dr. Zeus years. My Dr. Zeus years. Oh, Dr. Zeus years. Oh. Yes. Thing is, it's a really, as you said, <laughs> it's such a liberating place to be when you gen- genuinely don't care what people think. Yeah. And in my personal life, yeah. I know that where I am in my personal life, I can't even believe it. In fact, I feel slightly worried that I never nearly experienced this. I almost yes. shortchanged myself. Imagine in, if you'd have stayed with that. No, but person. I was almost, I was so intent. And I, I've actually said this to my children. If something's broken, you don't actually need to work at it if you already know it, you've got to get out. Because I was told for so long, you know, to stay in a situation that didn't make me happy. Yeah. And because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Right thing by my family, right yeah. thing to do. It's what you no. do, you work yeah. at it. But you some things you can't work you if you're the only one working. No. And I think where I am now, it frightens me. I said to Sam that I look at you and I think I nearly didn't even have get you. to have you in my life. You nearly didn't have him. I nearly didn't have Sim in my life. And the fact that I've never met, if if I'd, now I look back and I think, you know what, I didn't even know a person like him existed for me. Yeah. So I would have completely, I would have shortchanged myself and for my children to have him in their lives too. It's incredible. They love him so much. Even for my own boyfriend to have him. And he's not living with him. I'm not being funny. I feel when I look at you and Sim together with kids or without kids, I have a massive surge of absolute rush, proper like love rush where I I go. I love that. Oh my god. I mean god. imagine what I, I can't get, believe. <laughs> if you think I can't about... believe that chick didn't know this happiness. I did it four years ago. Haven't no. you noticed a sea change in 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 all of us actually? Yes. Is yes. That, is that we have all become more 
positive. Independent but I think we don't, no, I don't but, owe it but, to the guys that came in. I owe no, it to, no, we figured out. Oh. Hang on a minute. I No I, more. I am not attributing that to them we, at I all. I feel like God, we did it. I think the reason <laughs> we've met them is because that's... Because we're, yeah, right we're attracting I'm, positive. Yeah. I agree with I that, I have sure. never, I've never, I mean, we, you know, yeah, privately, of course, I mean, we have our moments where we just go, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. But when I, when we're all together, I always feel this it's very, very positive. And, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. that there's something really powerful about that. Yes. Yeah. Really powerful very about that. But also then it then has Because no a, one can hurt you. But yeah. it has a knock-on effect then. I feel like in my in my, my work life, again, I feel super content. I don't yeah. feel like I'm chasing after no. something anymore. If I don't want to do something, I'm not don't doing do it. it. If I want to do something, I'm sure as hell I'm doing it. With my girls, I feel like I'm, I'm not questioning where I'm going with them now. I've got a vision to help guide them to it. And with their help, I'm going to get them there or with you know, with their vision too. Yeah. I feel like everything's just slotting into place. Yeah. So I finally yeah. feel like, oh, I get what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas but before I felt like I was blagging and faking what I thought was right. But I think what, you know, what we've learned is that actually love comes in so many different shapes and sizes. But for us, mostly it's in a bra. And it's called a friend. I really think so. And we're all you? double D. Well, I wish. Not quite. I might scrape a C. In friendship. In friendship, definitely. Then my cup runneth over. Um, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like you've been a ridiculous emotional mess. Oh, you do. There's been tears. God. There's been a load of laughter. Oh, God. And as always, it's been brilliant conversation. A massive thank you to and if a friend that's not here, but I know who is dear to us all, Andy Bell, who has written and produced the music for this podcast, which... No, I'm serious. Come on, Andy. It's my brother, babe. My I brother. know. I have told you this. Thanks for listening. Cheers, Tam. <laughs> Uh, Andy Bell, as always, thank you for your genius. If you would like to hear more of Andy's music, uh, he's available on all good music outlets, including iTunes and Spotify with his music with Ride and, of course, Oasis. This podcast has been produced by me, Kate Thornton, and Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, subscribe, comment, like. I sound like my son on a YouTube video. Uh, but please do paying. Please do leave some positive reviews. Because yes, please do. And if you want to hear Andy Bell live, come to my kitchen, like generally Monday to Friday between <laughs> 10 and 6 p.m. And that is actually true. Uh, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with more friends, more wine, and more conversation. It's Angela Griffith. <laughs> and at one point, when I did the da going down and the da coming back up, me boobs were out. <laughs> Amanda Holden. <laughs> New to the White Wine Question Time Club, Nicola Stevenson. Would you poo in Amanda's toilet? No, you wouldn't, would I you? Would find somewhere else. No way, you'd hide it. I didn't it. even poo in my and own toilet. <laughs>
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.